Welcome back to What's the Buzz. It is Thursday, December 31st, the last day of this horrible, horrible year. Um, I wish I would have put out more content. I've just gotten busy. Um, it's been tough to keep up. I guess the main reason is because no one really gives a shit about what I have to say. But I got a lot to say now. Um, week 17 is is almost underway here. Sunday will be the last day of, of the NFL in terms of regular season. Some teams obviously going home empty-handed. But before I jump into that, a couple things I wanted to talk about uh, that happened within the last couple weeks. Um, Alvin Kamara obviously having a fantastic day, um, not only for just a seasonal perspective, but we're talking about you know, a historical accomplishment, um, tying him with, you know, six touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns in a game, tying him with the late great Ernie Nevers. I think he set that back in um, December of 1929. So coming up on 100 years, I mean, that's that's pretty fucking remarkable that no one else has done that. And, you know, what's weird about that game, and, and I'll get into the rest of the league in a little bit, but what I think is really interesting about that Minnesota New Orleans game is number one. Okay. We know the saints are still dangerous. Um, but I came away, uh, records aside, I came away with, you know, more concerns with the saints defense. Um, than I, than I did with positives. I know it was a record game, but quite honestly, you still gave up like 33 points to a Minnesota team who really hasn't figured their shit out yet. Um, you know, now Kirk Cousins is having a great year, his best year he's ever had, and, and one of the better years uh, a quarterback's had in Minnesota history. Um, you know, Jefferson, obviously, Justin Jefferson, an absolute stud. Um, rookie, you still got Adam Thielen, who's having a great year. Irv Smith Jr. is getting involved. Delvin Cook is the best running back in football. You've got a couple young guys. Um, Ezra Cleveland and and Garrett Bradbury, who are definitely going to be promising young linemen for them. But, um, you know, the fact that Minnesota was even competing for a playoff spot in general was remarkable because they started like one and six. But I don't know how comfortable I feel with Drew Brees. Just he's he's got to protect that rib injury. But without Michael Thomas, they definitely aren't the same team. And I know they're resting him. They put him on IR so they could bring him back for the playoffs. Uh, but I, you can't bank on Alvin Kamara having six touchdowns. And while he didn't necessarily need to score six touchdowns to win that game, it's not very often that a team runs for four rushing touchdowns, right? And you still give up 33 points. Like that's the takeaway I took is that Alvin Kamara had six fucking rushing touchdowns. The Saints offense was unstoppable. And yet, Minnesota still scored 33 points. Supposedly, I know a lot of guys like Colin Coward have talked about they have the the Saints have the best overall roster. I don't. I just don't agree with that. I think that they've been able to beat good teams, um, and they're clearly one of the better teams in the league. Uh, you know, and if, if obviously all their guys play well, they're as hard to beat as anyone else. But um, I don't know that they have a better overall roster than Green Bay does. Maybe offensively they have more weapons with with Kamara and and if Michael Thomas is healthy. But um, you know, I would argue that Aaron Jones is almost as good as Alvin Kamara. He's not, but he's almost as good. 
Um, Devontae Adams is just as good as Michael Thomas, if not better. Um, and then Green Bay has Robert Tunyon, who's playing really well. Alan Lazard is a decent option. Um, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. You know, then you move on to other teams in the NFC. You know, Seattle's defense is getting better, but if Jamal Adams doesn't have a good game, their secondary doesn't exist. And, you know, Dunlap has obviously made a really big difference to that pass rush and just that defense as a whole. Um, but complete rosters, I, I don't know that there's a better team in the NFC than Tampa Bay. They might not be the one seed, but when you look at their defense, if their defense can just play okay, which they've been doing all year, right, they've been just okay, uh, the run defense is obviously phenomenal, and they've definitely got some good guys in the secondary. No stars, but uh, when you've got Devin White, Devin White, Devin White, and Shaquille Barrett in there, it's it's definitely a uh, their linebacking core is as good as any any other team. Uh, but offensively speaking, you've got Tom Brady, you've got Mike Evans, and and Godwin and Gronk, and they're, they're starting to use Gronk a lot more. And then you've also got a, a group of decent running backs. I don't think. Any one of them are star. I think Ronald Jones is clearly their best running back. Um, but I think Tampa, I think, I, I don't like Tampa Bay, but I think that they're the team to beat. Um, but going away from that, uh, as we reach week 17, right, um, you have a lot of interesting games, and that's why the NFL always schedules conference games, um, inter-division inter games uh, for week 17, because there's a little bit more on the line usually. And, Teams typically play a little closer uh, in terms of score and, and abilities. They they they, send, they tend to be a little bit more evened out um, when you're playing within your own division, right? The Lions could absolutely stink, but yet they'll still compete with Minnesota and Green Bay and Chicago. Um, you know, San Francisco has struggled all year with all the injuries, but yet they still play really well and have won games within their own division um, without – you know, George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Bosa and, and Richard Sherman. So uh, I, I think that the the games that will be really interesting to watch, um, the game that I'm the most interested in, and I think anyone that's an NFL fan um, would probably agree, would be the, the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. Uh, simply because Cleveland's not a lock at getting into the playoffs. You know, they – They've had a really good year, uh, and and say they miss the playoffs, say they go ten and six and miss the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of stuff floating around the narrative of Baker Mayfield can't beat good teams, he can't win in that division, um, all this stuff, and and I think it's kind of all bullshit because while I'm not the biggest Browns fan or Baker fan at at that, um, when's the last time they won ten games? You know, we're we're talking several decades. You know, it's been what thirteen or fourteen years since they they had a positive record. I mean, this has been a historically bad franchise. I know they used to be the Cleveland Browns and they moved, and now they're the Browns again. Um, but they, I just, I don't think you jump ship and 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 you know you're going to hear all the naysayers coming out against Cleveland, but it's just. Uh, you know, they're, they're getting stuff figured out, and they're, they're going to have to trade Odell. I know he's been gone most of the season, but they're clearly better without him. Um, I think that – I just think Pittsburgh, that, that win against Indianapolis was huge because 
they were struggling. And honestly, the way that game was going at halftime, I think it was like 24 to 7. Uh, if if Pittsburgh lost that, I think they would have headed into week 17 against Cleveland and lost, dropped to like the fifth or sixth seed, and that would have been it. I mean, they're, I still am not super confident in Pittsburgh, but I, I do think that game has the most implications. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's already clinched their division now, so there's they're going to rest their guys because they can't get better than three, and they can't get worse than three. Uh, but if, if we're looking at Cleveland, right, let's focus on them a little more, I guess. Cleveland clinches the playoffs. They, they clinch a playoff spot with a win, right? They just got a win. Um, if the Colts lose, they can get in, right? There's a lot of weird scenarios with ties, uh, but the, the main ones are they've got to win and they're guaranteed it, right? If they lose, though, they need the Colts to lose. They need Tennessee to lose. Miami to win and Baltimore to win or tie. Um, you know, I think Cleveland's in a better spot than Baltimore is, but it's just there's a lot of ifs for Cleveland, and, and I don't think people should jump ship. Uh, but, you know, another interesting thing would be Miami because right now Miami's 10 and 5 and they've got to head to Buffalo. Uh, it's, it's a fucking cold ass city. Miami, I don't know what's going on with Tua. I have heard all the rumors that maybe Miami, if they get the fourth seed or uh, four pick, right, or the three pick, let's say, because they get, they have Houston's pick, um, part of that Larry Mitchell trade a couple years ago, that they take a quarterback, that the Jets say we're going to stick with Darnold, and they take Penny Sewell, which wouldn't be a bad pick, but if I'm New York, I'm trading down. I'm going to trade down with the Falcons so they can go get Justin Fields or Carolina so they can get Justin Fields or or Washington for that matter. Or, you know, even Dallas, right? Um, and then maybe you don't get Sewell, but you get an extra second rounder this year and maybe an extra fifth this year and, and, and a compensational pick next year. Um, I'm just going to pull up the draft order here. So I get my ducks in order here. Um, I don't want to be spreading some BS information here, but if the season ended today, you have the Jags. Obviously we know they locked in, right? Um, the Jags are celebrating. This is the best they've ever done, which is, sounds crazy to be one in fifteen and probably on the verge of one in sixteen. Um, but they're getting Trevor Lawrence now. I I have seen the stuff about how they they would possibly entertain the idea of of trading out. And if you're a team like Dallas, right? And the reason I say Dallas is because you got a lot of young guys on that offense. Um, but primarily with Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, you trade Amari Cooper, maybe you get a third-round pick for him. Um, and then you can spend the, the, the next two years getting offensive line and defense. Uh, but if you're if you're Jaguars, yes, you, if Jacksonville could trade out. Um, they will forever be the bottom of the barrel if they do that. But I just – I don't see any way. I think there's about a 99.9% .9 chance that Jacksonville takes Lawrence. Um Right now you have 
the Jets at number two, which is more than certainly it's not locked in, but it's you know they're they're two and thirteen. Um, I, I I actually think it is. I think yeah, they, they have clinched the the two pick. Um, let's see. Texans are four and eleven. Yeah, so right now they have the Texans sitting um, third worst record in the league which would give Miami the third overall pick. Um, I don't know who they would take necessarily, but um, probably an offensive lineman. I I think they could trade out. I think they could take Mika Parsons. I think they could do a lot um, with their team. But I just – there's a lot up in the air there. Let's see here. Um, it's, it's going to be really interesting because the next week will change the order significantly. If Atlanta wins, um, that's going to bump them down quite a bit. Let's see here. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of, a lot of mock drafts that have absolutely fucking horrible, Horrible picks. I just like Zach Wilson, for example, one of these CBS had Zach Wilson going number two. There's just no possible way he goes number two. Um, so I'll say Miami Dolphins get Penny Sewell. I think that's that's what you need to do if you're set on Tua. Now, if you trade up with New York and get Justin Fields and maybe toss them a third rounder and 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 something more, um, I just I think the the margin, the, the talent gap between Justin Fields and Lawrence in terms of like projected growth. I think it's, it's pretty large. Um, Four, they have Gregory Russo going uh, to the Falcons, which makes sense. Um, They, they'd eat too much cap. They can't really do much with Matt Ryan. Um, That's becoming kind of a trend with guys like Derek Carr, Wentz, Stafford, Ryan, Garoppolo, right? Like all these guys that are handicapping the team, essentially. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals take Jamar Chase. That makes sense. You got to replace AJ Green. Um, I would almost imagine they would take an offensive tackle because Miami probably takes Penny Sewell. I don't see the Falcons doing that. If if, if Miami takes Jamar Chase, which would also make sense, um, I think Cincinnati's a lock for Sewell. The Eagles would take JC Horn, a kid out of South Carolina. He's pretty darn good. Um, you got Detroit Lions coming in at seven again. This is if the season ended today. Um, Quiddy Payne out of Michigan. That makes sense because they have struggled in that department. Uh, he's a defensive end, defensive tackle. Uh, they just haven't been able to get to the quarterback. And when you're in a division with um, Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers, at least for the time being, um, you've, you've got to be able to get to the quarterback. Otherwise, they're going to get torched like they do every, every week. Um, the Giants take Devonta Smith. You know, I really do like Darius Slayton, and Evan Ingram's actually having a good year. Um, should not have made the Pro Bowl, but, you know, I think there's a couple other guys that could have made it above him, but I think you've got to take Devontae Smith. He's he's such a stud. Nine has the Panthers taking Kyle Pitts. That's questionable. Um, I, I think Carolina needs an offensive tackle. Uh, Denver takes Mika Parsons. They need to reload the defense. Dallas Cowboys take Carlos Basham. Eh. Don't know if I really agree with that pick either, but they do need defense. Um, 
And then just to follow it out, you got the Chargers, the Vikings. Um, it has New England taking Zach Wilson and then San Francisco taking Patrick Certain. But, you know, overall, I just – I don't know that there's a perfect answer for the teams from, like, the seventh pick to the 15th pick because – if you look at San Francisco, they are crippled by Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. It's a, it's not the biggest contract, but it's fucking massive. And he's not a top 10 quarterback. I would take Kirk Cousins over him. I would take Dak Prescott over him. Uh, I'd probably take Carson Wentz over Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Wentz is a, he's not as good of a decision maker, but he, he's a bigger threat to a defense um, in terms of physical ability. You know, Jimmy can't run and he doesn't have really a big arm. Uh, but I, I think Trey Lance would be a good fit for, San Francisco. Um, also, my hot take on it is I think you're going to see teams as we progress and, and, and as we get to this kind of modified quarterback position where you have guys that are 6'4 plus, um, you know, 225 pounds that can move like a Patrick Mahomes or an Andrew Luck or a Wentz, right? I think you're going to see teams start to move on from their quarterback right away. If you're not producing by year three um, or you're not you know, consistently producing by year three or four, I think you're going to see teams start to draft guys because you can't you can't get into a situation like Detroit or Atlanta, albeit Atlanta did get to a Super Bowl, but you're getting to this position where Las Vegas, Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia, I know they won a Super Bowl, but you've got all this money invested in a young guy and you're not getting anything out of it. Um, and you're just going to be crippled. San Francisco is wasting away a great defense. I know they're still young, but you you have all this talent on offense and defense, and you're not getting anywhere. I know they got to the Super Bowl, but they played two teams that didn't have a great defense in Minnesota and Green Bay, um, and their defense dominated, but they got to the Super Bowl, and while they did have a lead, their offense just wasn't good enough to keep up with Kansas City late in that game. Um, so it, there's a lot to come. Um, like I said, I'm going to try to get a couple more episodes out here, um, over the next, uh, day or two. Um, I like to be doing one or two a day. It's just been kind of hectic here as the year ends, but, um, as the NBA season has picked up, I think we'll be in a good spot here. So stay tuned.